Hey, listen up, idiots. This is your spoiler warning. Also, you might get offended. So warning for that, too, you idiots. Well, hey, guys. Hello. Hey, Kyle. Hello. What? <laughs> Hello there, mystery guest. Dave. Yeah, not mystery. No more. From... No. <laughs> I tried to give it away, so I tried to hype it up because... Uh, you are the inventor of the hashtag RussellFest Film Festival. Oh, well, I mean, kind of. I kind of am. I appreciate that. Uh, that's very kind of you. But like, um, the Russell the Russell Fest Film Festivals actually came out of a stupid joke I wanted to make about Lobster Fest. So uh, <laughs> you guys have really taken that and run with it. And I love that. You've done way more with it yeah. than I have. I think you, you coined the term back during the... I believe Stargate episode of Tadpog, from what I remember. I believe that you're correct. I should know that. Because you watched... But I don't. You watched the Stargate movie, mm-hmm. and then you just started calling it Russell Fest. Yeah, yeah. And I fell in love with it, because it's. I like the idea of a never-ending film festival. It's observable anytime you watch a Kurt Russell movie. Mm-hmm. You're participating in Russell Fest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. Uh, Kurt Russell should have his own streaming app, really. Um, <laughs> as long as it's like reasonably priced, like two ninety nine or something a month, I would, I'd go for that. I mean, he's been in a bunch of stuff. Some of it's good. <laughs> I, I like the majority of Kurt Russell's work. <laughs> yeah, I, I like it too. Um, so I'm really glad that you, uh, you asked me to be on here. Well, it's, it's also because I think you watched Bone Tomahawk based on me and Ryan talking about it back in like one of our top movies of the year thing. Mm-hmm. It like caught your interest. And I remember you, you just reached out after you watched it and you're like, okay, yeah, that was uh, disturbed. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I don't know if I want to like show my hand too much, but it's like, I watch uh, a lot of horror movies uh, and the more like, the more disturbing and less jump scary it is like the better it is and it's like sure yeah bone tomahawk does some does some stuff so uh ryan and i are both on record as being big fans of a slow burn and i would Mm. definitely qualify bone tomahawk as a slow burn (laughs) yeah oh yeah also hey ryan i'm sorry i was an asshole and i was like hey kyle and i'm not like hey ryan sorry about that I don't think anybody even noticed. Can we? Oh, I didn't notice. Can we start now over? I yeah. Now I think you are an asshole. Yeah. So. Don't worry. I'll always Man. make sure to point out any of my shortcomings. <laughs> no, you're fine. You are fine. It's weird. This Dorito just appeared on Ryan's shoulder. Huh? A chip. Oh. Yeah. Oh. That's, I know. It's terrible. Hey-o. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, well, this podcast is over. Yeah, yeah. The, it, we're, we're, we're out of here. Dumpster. Yeah, at least it was a yeah. good one. <laughs> <laughs> it was all three minutes, best three minutes we've done. You know, now it's over. Th- that's uh, <laughs> that's like totally something that I need to learn. It's like just get out. You know, like you know, we did a good job. It's a great podcast. I think. I mean, Bone Tomahawk. Check it out, everybody. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There this, you go. Yeah. Well, what else is there to say? I think that's it. Yeah, yeah, succinct. I do have some other things to say, oh, though. Okay, all right. Oh, oh, do you? I guess we can go on to Peace Kyle. <laughs> well, I'm curious. So, one thing that I know about the three of us is that we're kind of big nerds. Mm-hmm. I'd say dorks to a degree. Mm-hmm. Sure. And one thing I know about dorks and nerds is that they love to ride horses. 
Oh, was, no. yeah. What? They, I know they I, don't at I all. I thought you were it's gonna say. Uh, oh, I thought it was gonna be a porn thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, no, because Bone Tomahawk is a western. Mm. The horses are kind of a. They're a part of the movie. I'm curious. Have either of you guys ever ridden a horse in yeah. your life? You have twice. Nice. Yeah. That's. A- I was Dave. If you want to go in first, though, I think it's probably going to be a much more interesting story than mine. No, it's not. Because here's my story. I have not ridden a horse. Yeah. Damn. Good. Yeah. So, Never Kyle, in your life. Are you in the same well, boat? You. No, I've not, ridden a horse. You have. Okay. I don't. Okay. I don't like horses. Well, not and many times, but more than twice. Which is weird. So you don't please, like uh, horses. Yeah, and it, yeah. it is weird because I live in Kentucky, and it's like very much um, it's horse country is what we call it. And um, I, they're just really big animals with big teeth, <clears throat> and I know they don't eat people, but you uh, you look at one and you're like, <laughs> I bet they could if they wanted to. So I've seen like a gif of one biting a dude in the arm, and it looks scary as hell, dude. Can you yeah. can you guys please tell me that that video I saw of a horse eating a baby chick is not real? Because like I don't know, I have not seen that. Oh man, like a, a baby chicken chick. Yeah, and it is like Oof. the most horrifying fucking thing that I've probably ever seen. And I've seen a lot of horrifying. I've sought out a lot of horrifying shit, and that one is like I have two. That's a rough one. I'll don't worry. I'll send it to both of you tonight. Okay. It sounds real. Oh. Like I could see a horse eating a chick. Yeah, because like, it doesn't know. It's just a dumb animal. Yeah. 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 I could see a horse doing it. Yeah. Boy. Oof. All right. <laughs> Did you guys ever see that one of that lady in the escalator in China who then fell through the escalator? I've seen that. No. One. It's horrible. That was pretty brutal. That haunted me. Oh. Yeah. I had I had trouble sleeping for like a while after that one. Ooh. Yeah. It, escalators, it, man. They're rough. It's one of those things that, like, is the internet a good thing? <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I don't know, man. Because like, I have also seen, like, some shit that's like, holy fuck, man. And, but then you're also like, eh, you're desensitized <laughs> to a degree. Yeah, it's... Which is weird because, like, Bone Tomahawk still affected me. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say that, and we'll get into that a little bit, too. Me, too. Me, too. Uh-huh. Um, But I want to come back to horses. Horses, okay. And I don't know why, because I had a thing I was going to say about him. But now, we've tangented off. I don't know why he even brought us back. Tell me about your horse ride, Ryan. You've had two? <laughs> I've had two. Uh, outside of, you know, the typical, like, you're at the 4-H fair and you sit on a horse as it goes in a circle three times mm-hmm. and you pay your five bucks. Now, outside of that, I've, I've ridden one as a kid. I don't really remember a lot except being bumped around a lot. Sure. It was really painful I'm you're like, probably oh, way I, too tiny i hated it yeah, yeah it probably was for the horse and it was not fun and then we did it again in costa rica on our honeymoon uh laura and i did you do it on the beach no we uh. did it was uh like a weird like i don't know third world city tour we went through like a real 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 poor area and then like into fields and nothing and then a magnificent fucking waterfall out of nowhere. But you had to, like, go through some real shit to get there. And when we're going through the city, like, uh... You wait, wait, you read the horse through the city? Through this real poor city, town, thing. Yes, I would say, probably more of a town is correct, not city. City, you think big, big skyscrapers, and it's not that. It was a town. Did you have a cowboy hat on? No. Oh. No, I did not. You're ruining this image How? of you. How inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, but uh, they they gave me the horse called Mantira, which mm-hmm. means liar in Spanish. Okay. Because he was unruly and uncontrollable. <laughs> Good thing and to give to I you. I asked for like the easiest horse imaginable because I didn't want to do it in the first place and was real worried and hesitant. Mm-hmm. And I get this horse that just did not listen to me at all. Yeah. When everybody was going one way, this horse is going off. And then, like, the one rider came back and, like, grabbed the horse by the reins. And <laughs> Pulled you along. To do just constantly. So, I've not had great experience with yeah. horses. They're fine. They're majestic. Majestic looking creatures. Like, they sure are magnificent looking. They got weird eyes, man. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They got the, like, goats have weird eyes, too, man. You ever looked at a goat in the eye? The goats have demon eyes. I know. Those square eyes, man. (laughs) Something, something from deep down. It, I've, Laura It's because it's unnatural, man. It looks weird. love of goats. Yeah. Really, really obsessed with the goats. And sometimes I wonder, she probably practices dark arts. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. black. Black Tom, right? Black Philip. Black Philip. Yeah. It's Black Philip. Damn. Dave, I have a question for you. Yes, sir. Still on the subject of horses. Excellent. That's I was hoping for that. If if a <laughs> centaur was a real thing, would you ride it? Sexually? Not sexually, just like as a horse, but it's also the top half is a dude. Well and or a chick. Huh. I, and how? Like, how would you, like, would you hold on, like, a like on a motorcycle, like, around their torso? Man, that's a fun image. I like that. Um, like, <laughs> just my hair, like, blowing in the wind as I wrap my arms around the waist of a, a thick centaur man. Um, yeah, and you, you hear his heartbeat through the back. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I would ask him if it was cool. And then if he said, yeah, I'd be like, all right. And I climb on his back and we, I don't know. It'd be He'd a, use his big, strong arm to help you. Yeah, lift me up, please, centaur man. I don't like. What you wouldn't give him like a bridle? How would you do? I don't know. Bareback. Would it be disrespectful? Yeah. Bareback. You would have to like. Yeah, you can't. No centaur would wear a saddle. No, that's yeah, that's like. Uh, uh, there are some humans who wear saddles. Well, uh, they might. You know. I guess. Yeah, the, cent- if the centaur's so, into it. <laughs> if he's a submissive. Right. Like, yeah. And it could be the yeah. yeah. Then it's it could be a thing. Yeah, it's fine then at that point. But otherwise it's like if he's not into the degradation, then I'm not gonna ask if I can throw a saddle on him. <laughs> the centaur is also into leather play. Yeah. It's a real weird journey to work in the mornings for me. Yeah. On Mr. Centaur. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Centaur's not a centaur, he's just a dude who lives next to me. <laughs> it just gives you a piggyback. Yeah, just Mr. Centaur, my buddy. You don't really want to do it, but he's like, nah, man, come on. Yeah, I'm afraid he's going to kill himself if I don't let him do sure. it. So, yeah. Oh, it's a public service, man. It really, it really is. It's, you know what? At this point, it's more of an obligation for me, and I don't really enjoy it anymore, <laughs> but Mr. Centaur gets a lot of pleasure out of it. So, it's whatever. Mr. Centaur. <laughs> is that. If I was to look him up in the phone book, is it spelled like centaur or is he like, what? What would a homeless dude, is he, I don't even know where, if he's homeless. Would a man, would a man who gives another what man, is a, man? <laughs> a piggyback ride to work, is, would Mr. Centaur be like his nickname or is that his like Christian name? I think what we're really getting at here is that we need a phone book full of homeless people. 
Yes, <laughs> because they should sell those with the uh, the Arms of the Angels song on TV. So you could Sarah keep track McLaughlin. of all the homeless people. Yeah. Sarah McLaughlin pushing those. Oh, yeah, yeah. I heard, I don't know if this is true or not, and this is a weird tangent. I'm sorry for that in advance, but... Um, tangent, please. The dude who Cosmo Kramer is based on uh, was a guy who ran for mayor of New York, uh, and his platform was essentially give all homeless people cell phones so that they don't seem crazy when they talk to themselves. <laughs> I totally believe that. Because the dude that Kramer was based on was kind of insane. Yeah. Which I, is. Hmm. I've heard it. I've heard that. And I believe it. They showed him on one of those like NBC interviews a couple times, like the Seinfeld behind the scenes. Oh. And he doesn't look anything like Kramer. He's like a squat. He looks a lot more like George. He's a squat little fat oh. man. But he, he does have long, curly gray hair. Dude, I have got to watch this. I did not know this existed. This is like... Yeah. Opening. It was like a recap around the time when they were ending the show. So they were doing like a bunch of that stuff. And they brought that dude on. And then he said, understandably, also some crazy things. And NBC distanced themselves. <laughs> oh, wow. Must have been really crazy then. Must have been very inappropriate. How I think prophetic. it was. Yeah. Yeah, how yeah, prophetic, right? Exactly. <laughs> I've written. Well, a, I don't know. What do you? I've written. Well, a, go ahead, please. A camel. If you're interested in that, um, Man, that's crazy because I have ridden a camel too, but it was at one of those in the circle things, like Ryan mentioned with the horse. Yeah, same here. But it's like still, it's a camel. So <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's a little bit of leeway for both of us. <laughs> Did it spit? No. At any point? Mm -mm. I mean, not that I remember. No, this was a nice. This was a nice camel. Yeah. I think he was used to it. I think it was a lot less of a burden on a camel than a, I don't know, man. I've seen some fat people on horses too, and like <laughs> you feel sorry for that horse, right? Yeah, it almost looks like it's sagging yeah. in the back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think it like a fat person would bother a camel. Like a camel's a big fucking animal. It's true, but I don't know. They have those tiny little uh, donkeys that are able to hold and carry a lot of weight. Yeah. And those are more closely, uh, I don't know, anatomically structured to the horse. So, I don't know. Maybe the horse, uh, it can handle it. Maybe the, it's fine. They're all beast of burden. I know that mm -hmm. description. I think Rolling Stones made a song about them. They made a whole record. Black. Oh. They had a whole record called Beast of Burden. Oh, did they? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was not It was like I, in I, the I early 2000s. <laughs> I've also ridden an elephant at a circus. Whoa, I am jealous of that. And I remember there were two elephants, and I remember the elephant across the thing had a big fat lady on the back of it, and then there was a dude that <laughs> followed it with a trash can, and it took a giant dump, <laughs> and this dude just, like, had to push the trash can under the poop <laughs> as it came out. Oh, man. Like and then I turned around, and job. there was one behind our elephant, too. Like, that's this dude's whole job. <laughs> oh, Is man. Oh man, I I felt real bad. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you gotta you gotta laugh. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, I maybe he loves life. I don't know. Maybe I mean, as far as we know, he's he, got a great four hundred one k and good health insurance, and all he has to do is catch elephant poop with a trash can. I don't think anything you said was true. It it, it might be though. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. It could be. It might uh, be. Yeah, I, yeah, 
Yeah, let, let's believe that. There's no need to bring, like, probability or anything into it. We'll believe that. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, because uh, I think it's about to get a lot more dark. Cause, uh, Is it? Yeah, let's let's start talking about Bone Tomahawk, boys. Bone okay. Tomahawk. I don't think it's going to get that dark. Also, Boner Tomahawk. Yeah. We didn't talk about that. <laughs> the the, the huh. ill-fated porn parody. Yeah. <laughs> That nobody was into. No. Yeah. Well, a few people were, but they were they were rounded up and put into camps. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I mean, this movie kind of starts off on a real fucking bang. Oh man! It really introduces you to the the bleak uh, disparity of this world, like right off the bat, because the horror movie cold open. Yeah, mm-hmm. we see a dude just sleeping on the ground, and we hear a dude run up to him, and then very crudely slice his throat open. Mm-hmm. And like he's he's really struggling to get this knife in there. You almost feel like it's like a dull knife. It's just ah, it's such a weirdly long scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's David Arquette, which is perfect because it's just like, yeah, he probably wouldn't yeah. be able to slit a throat on the first try. Well, I do love that uh, the fucking the weird dude from uh, Sid Haig. Yeah, Sid Haig. Yeah, from is, Devil's Rejects and uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. Continuously calling guy. him an idiot. Yeah, he is an idiot. And I, uh, yeah, yeah, I have so many things to say about this movie. David Arquette's great. Mm-hmm. Yes, Sid Haig's great. This movie is filled with so many great character actors. And these two in the beginning, one who's killed off real quick, but it's still like a nice little touch. Like, ah, uh, I could sing the praises of it all day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, the acting, the acting in this movie is very, very good. And it's like, I feel like everyone does a really good job in it. And it's like the, the dialogue is written so that it's like, it's a slow movie up until a point, mm-hmm. but it's like. That slow journey is a lot of fun just because it's the dialogue is so compelling. And um, I mean, the shots are amazing, too. And it's like it just feels like this movie could be incredibly boring, uh, but it is it is not. And I think that's just like, wow, that's just a sign of a well done movie. Yeah. Yeah. I think everything you're saying is right. I think it comes down to the characters and the, the dialogue. All that, like, it is It is oddly a movie, it's a horror movie with a western paint on mm-hmm. it, but it's, like, more in line with, like, the kind of epic quests of, like, Lord of the Rings, almost. Or the Odyssey, is, or... Yeah, a yeah. group of misfits band together to journey to a place to solve a problem. That is this movie, and, like, a good chunk of it, like, I'd say 60, 70% of this movie is just the journey of like the four men traveling mm-hmm. well, yeah, and not it, much else. And, and it all comes down to the characters, how they react, the relationships. And this movie does what John Wick does, which is through the dialogue, through the character interactions. Like you're given this world, this backstory to like their kind of town, like however he functions in that town, like past relationships and how like, you know, this guy knows this guy intimately or not intimately and why this guy holds a grudge against this guy. It's it's great world building all done through like the talking boring bits, which make this movie, I think, a win win because the talking boring bits are, I don't know, 
fascinating mm -hmm. to me at all times. Yeah, and on a on a rewatch because I I, re, I I watched this originally when I heard you guys talking about it when in the in the beginning times, and uh, I really <laughs> the long long ago yeah the long long <laughs> ago and I I really enjoyed it and um so I rewatched it to talk about it with you guys today. And when I rewatched it, what I found was that it was, I had an opposite kind of reaction to it. I still liked it, but I liked it more because of those character interactions mm -hmm. and less because of the, the mystical stuff that kind of happens near the end or the, by mystical, I mean, horrifically gory stuff that happens <laughs> near the end. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what it does, with you. it's, it's, it's different from your general horror movie in that, and what makes it really work as a horror movie is those character moments because we really come to know and care about these characters mm -hmm. and we really worry about them when they are put in some fucking precarious situations yeah mm -hmm. and like it really affects you more than just a slasher movie with dumb teenagers getting killed you don't care because yeah. yeah. they're supposed to be disposable and you haven't learned anything about them other than they're the annoying blonde or the dumb stoner or whatever so who cares if they're dead mm -hmm. but these guys you kind of you get to see part of them and understand who they are and like yeah you, you kind of relate to them it's also, i mean i'll just flat say they're three-dimensional characters yeah most horror movies work with easy two-dimensional stereotypes because it's easy the audience can quickly relate to it and then you can have a bunch of them to then quickly thin out your numbers through killings and whatever horror that you need to make this movie doesn't do that and instead doubles down on only really four characters. And so the the one guy who you might think is a bigot and a racist, like there's actually a lot more to him. He's not just an out and out asshole. Like everybody has shades of character. They're not one note. And and it adds to the horror when things start to go wrong and you see like, oh shit, they're just human too. Like this isn't typical movies where the heroes overcome like anything could happen and who's going to make it out like I don't fucking know anymore mm -hmm. and it adds to that horror and the suspense and that's what makes this such an effective movie like it's all because of the character adding to it which is I don't know brilliant I, I wish more horror directors took note from this I think we've got pretty much Jordan Peele doing it and uh, some I guess uh, other country directors, people a lot from uh, Australia and New Zealand are making some good horror movies. But otherwise, man, everything here, they're just relying on those two-dimensional characters and easy jump scares. Easy things. Just watch A24. This movie is anything but easy. Oh, yeah. It makes you work for what it gives you. It does. And then when it gives it to you, you kind of don't want it anymore. <laughs> Yeah, it real quickly turns. You're like, man, I, I can't wait for the action to happen. And then once it starts, you're just like, oh, fuck. Ah, this is real. This is real rough. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Too much action. <laughs> Too much. <laughs> it's the Ark of the Covenant scene, but in film form. It's like, you think you want it, and then it turns against your right. <laughs> <laughs> it did literally melt my face. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe it. Um... So, you, you know, what blew me away, again, watching this movie compared to even the first time, is it just, it really stood out to me how many fucking well-known people are in this movie. Yeah. And the fact that the budget for this movie was like $1.5 million. So, like, all the people in this movie that are, like, people that you recognize, 
signed on because they believed in like the craziness of what this movie was trying to do. I well, here's the thing. I would say outside of Kurt Russell and maybe David Arquette, I don't think there's anybody in this movie that Joe Q. Public would be like, oh, that's Richard Jenkins, famed character sure, actor. But... They're gonna be like. I've seen that guy. exactly like all these people you recognize, so, and it's still it's I mean, just crazy to keep me. The budget down, you know, because Richard Jenkins he, should he get more money? Probably should he demand more? Yeah, but like I think his budget's not going to be real high, just because nobody knows about him. There's like, oh, that's the guy from Shape of Water, or that's the guy from that uh, Say It Ain't So movie with Heather Graham. Do the people... Oh, that's that stepbrother's dad. <laughs> Do people talk about Say It Ain't So a lot. The Chris Klein comedy? Yeah. With Heather Graham? Yeah, where he, did he lose an ear? Like No. Is that saying it so where she lives in Beavertown? And they're uh, related, potentially. Oh, God, that movie's awful. Yes. Yeah, people talked about that a lot at Family Video. And that's where Richard Jenkins gets linked to. The fucking dad in Say It Ain't So. <laughs> Criminally underrated. Matthew Fox is in this movie, which is like... I was surprised when he showed up when I was watching this because it's like, oh, yeah, it's Matthew Fox. I forgot about him. So it's kind of like it was one of those. And he does an amazing job, too, I feel like. He might be my favorite. I think he is absolutely my favorite. It's Uh, between him and Richard Jenkins, the assistant sheriff. But, like, both of them, I think, are fantastic. And Matthew Fox specifically, I think this is one of his only film roles where, like, he was cast perfectly here. Mm-hmm. Like, he, his his level of charm and kind of smarminess mm-hmm. and how they can kind of dance on the blade right there, it works really well for the character of, is it Bruder? Bruder, yeah. Bruder? Yeah, Bruder. Bruder. Uh, that makes him not just, again, like your typical antagonist slash potential third part of a love triangle. Which is handled so fucking gracefully in this movie. It's just addressed real quickly and then not brought up again. But it's a big moment when it's like revealed. Like, because it, like, I I mean, I don't know. We're, I'm not doing a good job of like keeping us on like a a logical path here, but like, it's one of those where it's like when it's kind of revealed that those are kind of his intentions, some real shit happens. And it's like by consequence Mm -hmm. of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Also, Bruder, uh, Bruder's amazing because it's like he yes, is he yeah. is so like it, it's like it, that's got to be such a hard role to play because like Bruder is like constantly like clean and this like completely like dirty, like completely, you know, to stereotypical like Western. And I hate to say stereotypical, but I mean, it is it's like rolling hills and they're on this long journey and he's like always just like meticulously neat. Um, and you should add he's in a full white suit yeah Mm -hmm. there's some metaphor at play there i think he's wearing the white but he's one of the darker characters is he's got the bloodiest past yeah Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure there is red in his ledger matthew fox's character in this reminded me a lot of uh ben foster and three tend to yuma who he was my favorite character in that I don't know if either of you guys have ever seen that yeah. movie. It's yeah, been a yeah. while. That's the remake. With, yes, the re- uh, with Russell Crowe and Christian Russell Bale. Crow. I was like, it's Christian Bale and is it Jackman? It's Crowe, Russell Crowe. Mm-hmm. Okay. And but Ben Foster plays like his right hand man in that, and like 
Ben Foster, also another criminally underrated character yeah. actor who's given like the smallest of nothing parts and makes mountains out of them. I really liked uh, Matthew Fox's introduction when so David Arquette strolls into town and he's he's the cause of all this because he's the one yep. the the uh, the Native American troglodyte, as they call them, because uh, they're inbred whatevers. Uh, they they're followed inbred, him into they don't town. Have language they don't talk. They are only primal. They're yeah, they're very primitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they've chased him to the town after he looted and desecrated their sacred place and killed a bunch of men in their territory. Man, I want that's another thing. So I wanted to ask you guys this question at the beginning, like when the gun goes off and you hear the things galloping. Is that the the troglodytes coming at them, or is that like horse? Uh, posse like they said at the very beginning of the yeah movie? do you guys remember this like when they do it causes going... them to flee right yeah and that's why they start running because they hear he's like buddy i hear horses and... yeah oh yeah i like to I'm think sure i like to think that he's mistaken because he is an idiot <laughs> true well and these the the troglodytes when they run are like very loud so it could be that he's mishearing them. And if yeah. he's an idiot, he could mishear it. I also really appreciate that they do the Jaws approach with these guys. Like, you kind of see one off-camera fuzzy killing Sid Haig at the beginning. And they have this really creepy haunting howl that sounds like a wolf howl that you hear off-screen a lot. Yeah. But you never see it. You, you hear that howl building up throughout this whole movie. Yeah, and that gives the hint that they're around, mm-hmm. and it kind of gives it uh, a. I don't know if you guys took this reading at all, but I think it gave it kind of a fantastical, like almost mystical feel, and the way that one first moves at the very beginning, and he's like he's covered in mud or something. He's all black, yeah. Yeah, he's all black. I thought this is a movie like I had heard from another podcast. And they were going through movies that were underrated of the year. And they were talking about this movie. I heard it. I was like, great. We're going to watch this together. I'm going to tell Laura about it. I was like, this movie's supposed to be great. Like, I hear good things. We sit down. I was like, oh, shit. It might be just like a fucking ghost movie in the West. And Laura's not going to dig this. Because everything they're playing, like, that scene plays out like your typical screen movie or whatever. And I thought it was going more supernatural. Mm-hmm. Did you guys ever get the feeling up until the end that it might be something more than just you know a tribe of indians a tribe of really primal native americans i didn't have the tribal aspect i just i mean you didn't it, think it was anything more than that you just thought it was real real primal tribal well i don't it definitely leads into the supernatural that wants you to feel that way and i mean you definitely start to kind of wonder what's going on until things really at the end see i had the exact flip flop i i i thought it was uh, well, maybe we're on the same page. Maybe I didn't think it, I, I got what like it's supposed to feel supernatural. Yes. I didn't understand the howls. Like I thought they were just really good at mimicking mimicking the howls. Okay. Until you see, and then they explain well, that yeah, a little that, later. It's, it's once the movie's done, then I'm like, oh, okay, so clearly this is all things in nature. There's nothing supernatural here. Mm-hmm. There's nothing mystical at play. This is just as they said, a a really primal group of indians but i really thought they were playing it up to be something else and then the the mysteries not necessarily undercut but they're just like no that's not what it is it's just it is like that one guy said they're just troglodytes Mm -hmm. 
who are inbred and don't speak and just murder. Murder and eat. Did you get supernatural vibes from it, Dave? I kind of, I kind of did up until the troglodytes make a, an appearance. Like, mm-hmm. because, you know, for the longest time, like you guys were saying, you just hear them and you hear this like eerie. I mean, their howl is eerie, like it's haunting. And it's mm-hmm. it's one of those where it's like they do a really good job of building it up because it is like you hear it. It, it like it gets to this point where it's just like this crescendo where you're hearing it so much and then they finally make an appearance. And then when they make an appearance, it's kind of like, OK, they are like they're like a a, a really primal tribe and um i mean they're really fucked up (laughs) yeah yeah well they do obviously some mutilations i guess we can just we'll say what that horrific noise is is a bone kind of whistle that they shove into their larynx well it looks like it's surgically somehow implanted to the point that like it grows over they're they're augmenting so yeah must have it must have been done early on i guess you could kind of say like how they do the rings and elongate necks sure yeah it was done real early on and then they kind of adapted but then they also like mutilate the women and and blind them and then only use them for reading which is I don't know. Uh, at the end of the movie, you see a lot of horrific shit. And mm-hmm. then it was just like one little cherry on top. It's like, I don't know if I needed that image also. Thank I you. know. Yeah, them them showing you the 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 two women that they breed with is just like, oh, God. <laughs> like, this is, I thought it was over and then it wasn't. I know. It's just that, yeah, that last little dollop of icing yeah. on. And they even reference them earlier, but it doesn't prepare you for the horror. You don't think mm-hmm. you're going to see it. You're of just what? like, that's good backstory. Or that's mm-hmm. good details. Even yeah. if you do see you don't expect what you fucking end up seeing, which is... Exactly what they said. <laughs> well, they said that they were blinded. And and uh, they I don't I forget what they said. They were amputated. pregnant. Pregnant, amputated, and blinded. But yeah, so they're just these ladies... Two ladies that are pregnant plopped on a table with like wooden stakes driven into their eyes, and four nubs. Yeah, yeah. they are just uh, uh, like they don't get to see anything. Uh, All they get to do is eat and make babies for it, these fucking monstrous. It's so fucked up. Yeah, it's maybe the most fucked up thing. It's pretty. It's pretty bad. And they're like all like oh my god. Like, I wouldn't say writhing, really, but they're yeah. like they're definitely like trying to look around, you know, trying to get like a sense of uh-huh. what the hell's going on because they've, you know, they've heard a bunch of murder. <laughs> they're still not at peace and used to this. They're mm-hmm. still trying to figure it out. Yeah, it's Ugh. it's it's rough. It's, it's rough. like it is this <laughs> disturbing. Like this movie is a disturbing movie, and it's yes, like. Dude. And it's like, what's what I, but I love that. It's like, you you guys are like so right because it's like, you literally, you watch an like an hour (laughs) and 40 minutes and then the payoff is just like this disturbing imagery that you are just battered (laughs) with. It's just like one thing after another, after another. Man. And like, what I love is like when things go south, like it goes south, Mm -hmm. like it, it, Things just mm-hmm. start happening, quick pace, 
Um, yeah, this movie doesn't hold its punches, and much like the Wild Wild West, like when you're injured, you're pretty much dead, and that's it, real quick. Yeah, one thing this movie definitely taught me is that I never want to sleep outside in the Wild Wild West. No, yeah, everybody is trying to stab you, stab, or gonna cut your fucking throat or whatever. If you're sleeping outside, you're basically dead in the Wild Wild West. That's that's all it is. Don't do it. Um, one little touch that I really loved and appreciated, uh, in this movie, and I definitely noticed it this time, but not my first time, is this movie super impactful because there's like no music. Yeah, there's very little. Like there's no overriding score. Like when they're riding over, you know, in these open plains, Mm -hmm. you just hear the sounds of the horse beats or Mm -hmm. the horse hooves. And then when they're just walking in the desert, all you hear is men breathing feet shuffling. Uh, And then what is the beautiful touch is like when things happen, like I'm going to just jump into the, when Bruder gets his fucking arm cut off, it's not a dramatic moment. It's just a thing that is happening at that time. It doesn't cut to it. There's not a musical sting. Mm -mm. We're just, and things are still happening. The, The attack doesn't just stop. Like nobody just looks at his arm. He's still fighting for his life at this fucking point. Yeah. Oh my fucking God. That scene. Yeah, it's it's it, one of the things that caught me about this movie is it's I think what well, before I say what I'm going to say, I should say I think it's a very beautifully shot movie. That said, it's shot in a way that I don't think is very cinematic. Mm-hmm. It feels more kind of stagey. Well, it and, is a first time like, director. It is. And I don't I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's a good thing because it kind of helps it feel more grounded. Well, and it helps it feel more like a Western because a lot of those old Westerns were shot that way with those big cameras. and Oh, yeah. Like yeah. It, it was a cumbersome like thing. So everything was very static and yes. things like that. Yeah, so. so you definitely need that to get that kind of tone across too. But I think in doing that, it kind of throws you off the typical kind of uh, cinematography knowledge that you have with typical horror movies. Mm-hmm. When you see certain shots in a horror movie, you True. know certain things are going to happen. In this movie, like you said, through the music, through the complete lack of music, through the way mm-hmm. things shot and escalate so quickly in this movie, it all kind of it, it, it goes against how you've been trained with these other horror movies. It, it doesn't use the typical... Hollywood horror shortcuts, so to say. Like, it doesn't go the cinematic route. It shows things really usually kind of flatly without, like, too many, like, jumping Mm -hmm. cuts between. It just kind of happens. And it makes it feel, like I said, kind of just more grounded. And it, like, it hits harder when things happen because it's not framed perfectly and just right in a way that you're like, oh, man, the way that's framed is really cool. And instead, you're just like, oh, my God, his fucking arm, where did it go? It's mm-hmm. gone. And, like, it, it, I think it helps get you in the moment more. I, I man, this movie. I, I feel, I, uh, it's real hard for me not to just go into Chris Farley mode on this one, where <laughs> it, it's just praising, like, the bears. Oh. <laughs> well, uh, it's, go ahead, Dave. Sorry. I was just, I just wanted to say that I think it's really neat that because, uh, Ryan, what you just said kind of made me realize something. And it's like. It really is kind of like up until like the last act, but like the last act pretty much all takes place in a cave and it's like the the troglodytes lair. And it's like, that's like a one camera, like just kind of set up and like, there it is for the most part. And it very much does. It does feel like a stage. Like at that point, it kind of feels like, 
Um, it's like a play that's pretty much kind of playing out. And, and I don't mean that as a bad thing. I, like, I think it's intentional because it's like, I think it's made to make you feel like you are stuck here with these Dude. people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is very claustrophobic because it, we are trapped in that cave, like on all four sides of the screen, yeah. there's cave, and it, it is, it gives us a very claustrophobic feel and man, it's, I just wanted it to be over, dude. I know. And every time in that cave and when those dudes come in, it's crazy how much dread it feels you like in real life. Mm-hmm. You start to get real fucking nervous because you don't yeah. know what the hell is going to happen. You don't know who's going to be eaten yeah. next. No. It's true. It's true. And and I even, this is the third time I watched it was today for the podcast. I, I still kind of like forgot from it. I was like, wait, who makes out of here? Like, I know this person dies. But does he get out? I don't know. I don't remember. And like, I was real involved again. But that cave scene outside of just the dread, like you also get like, I I love a beautiful monologue from Richard Jenkins character about the flea circus. Yeah. And like its validity and just how sad and just what a human moment that is. And then the, the wife that was taken is just like, you know, I read some of those are rigged. But not them. Yeah. The brothers don't do it. And she tosses and a little weight kind of, towards the sheriff. He's a little bit simple, if mm-hmm. you will. And he's just so, I don't know. This movie just rips at your heart. And yeah. then you're surely like, this guy's going to fucking die now. Like, they're really playing the strings. Like, this guy's going to die. And he doesn't. He makes it out. Kudos because to Richard Jenkins. Because this good at doing a subversion of expectations mm-hmm. in the very best ways, I think. It's also really nice because it's like such a like it's such a human moment in this very mm-hmm. like it's surrounded by monsters. And it is yeah. like that is what makes it so fucking powerful. And you're right. Uh, Chicory is like he's a he's a simple yeah. man. And he is like he is so charismatic in his simple nature that it's like mm-hmm. he is like a child, essentially. And um, it is like it really does because it's it's one of those where it's like, please don't. Please, I don't want anybody in this cave to die. <laughs> I know, man. It's such a fucking heart. Like, that's what I'm saying. It it fills you with fucking dread when those dudes walk back in because you don't know, like, oh, is somebody else going to die? Is What's going to happen here? And mm-hmm. sometimes they just walk on and you feel good. And then, oh, man, but they're back again. So something's got to happen this time. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a reason they, that they're so oh, scary. I'm sorry. I keep like I keep like interjecting. No, it's good, man. Talk There's about their fucking scariness. So much to talk about. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like I don't know how I don't know how deep we want to go into this, but it's like as deep as we want. Because yeah. <laughs> they are frightening because it's like when you when you get to the cave, you meet one of the people that they took from Bright Hope, the town where oh, okay. everybody lives, and it's like this is where shit starts to get bananas. Oh um, my god, uh-huh. dude. And it's like it's like in the beginning, it's kind of hinted like there's this Native American, um, I guess, guide who lives in Bright Hope. And he's telling them about like the the troglodytes and the the valley of the starving man. And Mm -hmm. he's essentially like, you can't win this. I'm not going with you. Um, Yeah, he tells them that he's like, dude, you're going by yourself. I'm not going. You're going to die. Exactly. And it's like, because of this, like, it's all built up and it's built up and it's built up. And then it's like, it kind of gets to the point where the journey's so long that I remember, like, when they kind of get there, I'm like, well, I know they've got some hardships here, but everything's probably going to be fine, right? 
I'm chicory in this moment. I'm like, it's all, it's all going to be fine. Uh, and then it is absolutely not fine at all because like you find out why they, why it's called the Valley of the starving man. And Mm -hmm. that is because they eat people. (laughs) Yup. The troglodytes are cannibals. I love, uh, I love when Bruder is fucking, he gets his arm cut off and they're, they're, they're talking to him and he's like, Nope. This is my spot. I'm too proud to die as a cripple. Right. And then he's like, I'll That's... try to kill as many of them as I can. God, the language, the way this shit is written is so good. It's such a beautiful thing. He's like, nope, mm-hmm. this is my spot. They give everybody oh. these flowery little bits of dialogue. Like, re- like, I don't think anybody doesn't have, like, a really well-written, like, monologue at some point in this movie. Like, every character has, like, some real great shit. Like, even, like, uh, I don't know... I just trying to think of my head, like, but even Kurt Russell's like little end, like, dude, mm-hmm. Kurt Russell's end the, is like the, that's one of my favorite lines ever. So go for it, yeah. It's a beautiful moment. Kurt Russell is dying, and Chicory's wife is dead, and we see him pay homage to her twice in the movie. He talks about putting flowers on her grave, and as Kurt Russell's dying, he's leaving his wife, and he tells Chicory, "Tell my wife I love her. I'll tell yours the same." And it's oh my god, man. That line. Mwah. It's a good Beautiful. one. Beautiful. Yeah. It's a good and, one. But like everybody's, everybody has at least one or two lines like that in this movie. Sorry, Dave. Please no, go ahead. No, it's it's all good. I feel like I'm talking over you guys a lot and I apologize for that. We're talking um, over you too. That's this movie. It's good. It, yeah. It's, there's so much to talk about, but it's like when you guys, when you're talking about like, you know, uh, Kurt Russell's line is pretty much as he's going out. It's like, like. His acting there is amazing because because yeah. it, it's like it is like he is fucking dying and he is doing a really good job of like making you worried about him. You know, it's not like I don't know. It's like this sympathetic thing that is just like, I, I, I don't know. And it's it's because it's because he's such a strong like man, man, you know, in this whole yeah. fucking movie. And then it's like to see him like at the end, uh, like dying bleeding out and it's just like he's but he's still staying the course he's like you guys go on give me that repeater there's three of these things left and it's like it's just i don't know it's kind of like it this is gonna be a weird connection i'm about to make uh so hang hang on please it reminds me that episode of the wonder years where kevin goes to work with his dad and he sees his dad essentially like emasculated by his boss oh yeah yeah it's one of those moments where it's like, oh, my God, like they like, I don't know. It's just it's weird to see this like gruff sheriff who's in control, commanding everybody throughout the entire movie, just like wheezing and like, uh, but still yeah. like dedicated to like finishing the fucking job. Mm. I mean, he's essentially you're the protagonist. I guess we have a, an in through uh, Patrick Wilson mm-hmm. and his wife in their relationship. But like he's overly emotional, not rational. You have Obviously. the the second in command, um, Chicory, who's obviously you know a little light in the head, and then you have Matthew Fox, who's the antagonist, who's really not much of an antagonist. He's just but like yeah. also has like his own issues. Like Kurt Russell is the one you're like, he knows what the fuck's going on. He's the one who's making. All of the smart calls, the smart decisions. He's given like the good rousing speeches, telling everybody what's what. 
so it is like fucking they pull the rug out from under you at the end there when you see like everything flipped and he's the one who's just like dude i had it like of the people who went there i would say had had it the worst by that point it really got dragged through no no, no the the on the journey okay okay not the guy who got wishbone all right well, no, we'll no, talk, no. we're gonna yeah yeah okay. uh, but the the people on the journey to get the wife back he had it the worst yeah he gets uh he gets his stomach cut open by a bone tomahawk, which are really fucking frightening because they're like horse jaws. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that these dudes have filed down, and then a fucking hot flask shoved into his gut, then shot with a gun several times. Yeah, at man, point blank. dude, how fucking nervous were you guys when they about shot him in the dick? I know, dude. That whole scene where it's like the troglodyte encounters like. A repeating rifle for the first time and it's yes. like he doesn't know how to operate it but he's figuring it out and it's like yes. oh god yep. please don't figure it all out and then it's like i, I mean it's just the suspense in this movie is it's uh, it's so amazing perfect. oh my god yes i'll say too like that bone tomahawk cut looked really really well like what a good makeup effect because usually they in these movies they have the instinct to cut and then squirt a lot of fucking blood out yeah. like right away uh-huh. like it's that one where they cut and it's deep and you know it because it takes a few seconds for any blood to start seeping through yeah yeah like, it... what a little detail that they didn't have to go that's fucked up and horrifying but mm-hmm. like god they did it like that's the effect like that's what it would be yeah, and it even looks like the skin cuts, which is like, like I yeah. was like, because I didn't notice that the first time I was watching it. The second time I was like, that looks like the skin cut. Like, I don't know. I don't know how they achieved that. Just good practical effects somehow. I don't know how they did it either. I usually. Probably, yeah, and I'm yeah. glad that you say practical effects because it's like this movie is it's weirdly a breath of fresh air, which is like a, a really like <laughs> odd thing to say about this movie because it's, you know, it's. The, the horrific but it's like I, I don't know if any cg is used in this movie at all i don't know either if it is it's like in uh mad max where you can't really tell because it's yeah. so subtle and done i'm sure like well. there's um background and color grading CG sure happening. yeah sure and and i think that kurt russell i think there is compositing i'm sure there is so at some like point. there's a half body double there getting cut and then they cg composite onto his acting mm-hmm. I'm sure, but they use a practical model first and then use CG to enhance, which is How always what you yeah. do. You use practical, enhance with CG. Don't create from CG. I like you both have brought up these uh, this movie's attention to detail. And another one that I love is Please that uh, at halfway through, their horses get stolen and they spend the rest of the movie carrying their shit like in a cumbersome way. Yeah. Like they've got like the bedrolls just totally. wrapped over and they've got their yeah. coats wrapped over their arms because they're walking and it's super hot. And like you get uh-huh. this like this struggle, some burden is getting tougher. And we haven't even mentioned that one of the fucking main characters in this movie has his tibia snapped in half yeah. and he's walking in the desert with a fucking primitive ass like crutch uh-huh. and just goddamn you feel for this guy this entire movie. I love that they even stopped to point this out by like describing the 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 logics of no you go ahead you start walking because we're going to catch up to you and ultimately pass you so you just go ahead we're not ready to leave get your walk and you see we'll in carry the film, your stuff. like the time yeah. like they left at morning it's noon they start passing him and then like by the time he finally catches back up 
they had been at camp for a long ass time. And they're like, we're going to leave in a few hours. So, you know, Get like, moving. do what you need to do. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, it's another, it's that heartbreaking detail on mm-hmm. that you don't need that makes it like even more tortuous. And you really hope they succeed in their mission. Mm. Totally. It's also like one of those things with like his leg is like, and this goes back to like, this movie is dripping in suspense. Cause like there's even on yeah. when they're journey, journey, bleh, journeying, uh, there is like this whole thing about like, how long is his leg going to hold out? And yeah. like, there's this whole thing about chicory might have to amputate this leg. And there's even and this. He used to do it in the war. They set mm-hmm. it up so that he could do mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And it's like they even set it up to like when it happens, because at some mm-hmm. at one point they have to address his leg, uh, mm-hmm. and the, and when they when they address it in that scene it cuts and I, even when I rewatched it I was like I can't remember what happened you know what I mean and it's like there's another scene that's later when you know uh, the cowboy character whose leg is all broken up and when he like wakes up it's revealed what has happened and it's like. I, I don't know. It's just like it, it, it is so suspenseful. And it's like the every everything in this movie feels like it has weight. Yeah. Yeah. All, every action has a consequence. Mm, that's totally. for sure, too. Like even like because that's what sort of gets uh, Bruder involved. He's like, no, I'm the one that fetched your wife. Mm-hmm. I promise to see her back safe. And I'm, I'm going to yeah. do that. Like he has this weird code of why he's involved in this. Yeah. You know, that's that's another thing I find really charming about this movie is it's a bunch of people with codes. And even though they have disagreements and like certain like you can tell Chicory has nothing but discontent for Matthew Fox's character, like Mm -hmm. the entire fucking movie. But like there's always like a level of respect spoken between them. And like at the end, like it's really nice the moment they have like when they go. But it's always like when somebody crosses the line immediately after he's like. I might not see you again. I want to tell you I was sorry I was cross before I left. And yeah. it just, it, it, again, it adds to like, man, these are a bunch of decent fucking people. I really hope half of them don't die at the end. <laughs> Dave. Yes, sir. Buddy, I'd like you to do us the honor of describing the most horrific scene in this movie. Oh, my God. The most horrific scene in this movie is like, and it happens at just the perfect time too, because it's like, at some point the 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 survivors in the group get captured and put in these like rudimentary cages that are inside this cave, and you get this finally see the people, the the captives from Bright Hope that they're that they've been journeying, they've been questing to find, and it's like they're in this cage with them or on the other side of the cave, and it's like, oh, well at least they're alive. For a second, uh, like, <laughs> man, they like the the troglodytes come out and they're all covered in it, like that white, like dust or uh, I don't know what it is exactly. That It's like, gives, ash, maybe? Yeah, yeah, maybe it is something. ash. It probably is ash. And which gives them like and they're they're gigantic men. And they've got mm-hmm. these like they've got these animal bones like embedded in their body like one of them has like i guess they're boar tusks that are like coming out of his his mouth and it's it's kind of one of those things where it's like if they really really showed it to you it probably wouldn't be so scary but it's because they don't really like dwell on it uh it gives your it gives your imagination just this little this wiggle room where it's like 
mm-hmm. I don't know. You start filling in the blanks and your mind does like mm-hmm. uh, just a horrific job of filling in those blanks. And so the, the, the troglodytes come in and they pull down the, the bars of this cage and then they <laughs> grab Nick, the deputy, and they, they drag him out, tear his clothes off. And it's like immediately it's like that was a good decision because yes. it's like they I, and I know for what's about to come up, they had to do it. But it's still like stripping him down naked is just like. Oh my God. Like the, for whatever reason, it's like, that is almost what the, that's a horrific it, thing in its own right. It, de- it dehumanizes. Well, and it makes him, it, it, he's defenseless. Like yeah. he is naked to the world. Yeah. Yeah. There's a straight fucking metaphor right there. Mm-hmm. He is innocent and naked and vulnerable. And then what happens, Dave? Please and, go on. You're doing so good. I love this. And then they push him down onto his knees and Nick like locks eyes with um, Franklin, Kurt Russell's the, the sheriff, Kurt Russell's character, and like they start talking to one another, and it's like, oh my god! And it's like while they're having this like very human conversation, the troglodytes start to butcher Nick, and mm. um, like they 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 hit his neck a few times. And then they do this thing that I'll never, ever unsee, uh, where one of the troglodytes grabs one of Nick's legs by the ankle. Wait, uh, before we get to this, this this part sticks to me more. They fucking scalp Nick. Oh, right. Yeah. They cut the top half of his head off, which has got to be incredibly painful. He's screaming really loudly. And on top, after they fucking cut his head off or the top of his skull off, they then spike that into his open mouth they like shove it in like a rag and then take a wooden spike and hammer it hammer it into like the back of his throat then they turn him over dave and please continue i'm really sorry i forgot that detail like uh it's one of those where it's like there are so many horrific things happening that it is Uh like my brain is just like redacted redacted (laughs) 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 they grab the troglodytes each like two like one on each ankle, hold him up, like head down, feet up, and then a third one. Uh, or actually, is there a third one? Or do the two? Yeah, just... it's, a, it's a third one. I mean, they just from like he just hacks his he just hacks his crack, man, and it is yeah. like it is just like the absolute. It is the worst, and then it's like Dude. they they oh. just they pull him apart, like down like a wishbone. Like a wishbone down the like middle. A turkey wishbone. And his fucking guts and innards spill yeah. out. And Just, you see ugh. all of this. And it's yeah. one of the best practical effects I've seen in a horror movie in years. But like, oh, dude, it's totally. seamless. It's so brutal because like you still hear the muffled screams and it takes like three or four good whacks before mm-hmm. he's like split and it kills him. And dude, it is. Oh, man. It's a Rough. terrible scene. Yeah, it, it is. Fucking, it is. Yeah, it's really bad. I remember the first time I watched that. It was like it was a moment where it's like, what the fuck just (laughs) happened? Like, what the fuck just did I just watch? And Uh, even like we just described it in very graphic detail. It doesn't matter when mm -mm. you watch that movie. If you watch it after you hear us talk about this, holy shit, it will still impact you like you won't believe 
what we just said. They're like, no, it can't be that bad, buddy. It's bad. It's bad. It's, bad. <laughs> it's, it's, it's real bad. And it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, what's, what's kind of like thinking about it after the fact is like, it's not very bloody. Um, you know, it's, it's almost, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of dry almost. And I think that's like done on purpose because I feel like if there was more blood, then it would just kind of like, I don't know, it would weirdly, it, it would, it would make more sense. And like, I, I think it wouldn't be as uncomfortable because it's, yeah. it's a very weird scene. And, um, I, I don't know. It's, it's weird. Cause it's like, it's gory, but it's not bloody. Mm-hmm. But man, it fucking burns into your, it's when people talk about bone tomahawk, this is what they're talking about. Like this scene in this particular. Is, yeah, yeah. It's the well, scene. Well, I mean, yeah. Just like Sixth Sense. Sixth Sense is you talk about that thing at the end, but the rest of it is it's still built to it. It's great, yes, it's yes, no. this is the when people yeah, like this is what you're telling people, like, holy shit. This is the one. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is and the this ass is... to ass of Bone Tom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um That's a pretty apt uh comparison. <laughs> now that I think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm on board. So I mean, I I think we're gonna we're gonna start wrapping this up here, but oh, I want to okay. get <laughs> I want to get everybody's final thoughts sure. on this movie, and I want to start with you, Dave. My final thoughts um, would be to watch this movie if you like movies, mm-hmm. <laughs> like if you like if you like westerns, if you like horror specifically. Uh, I think it's funny that it's like when you look this movie up online, yeah. the the genre is the genre is drama adventure. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And it's like I guess that is accurate, but I I, I mean it's a horror movie, like for sure. Uh, yep. And it's it's kind of one of those where it's like I'm almost happy that the genre doesn't say horror because it's like you could sit like I could show this to my dad who likes western movies and be like. Let's watch this Western <laughs> and then like, just watch, like don't watch oh, the man. screen, but watch his reaction. Like when they, when they get to the cave kind of deal. That's a good, I should do that to my dad and like <laughs> film his reaction. Let's all do it. Okay. Cause they'll never see it coming. No, be oh, awesome. no, God, no. Wow. Uh, and it's, it's this, this movie is, is fantastic. I really liked it. I have like a, a few nitpicks with it, but it's, it is their, their major, I'm sorry. They're they're not major. Yeah, they're they're huge, and it's it's kind of like I can I can hand wave a lot of that stuff. What if you don't mind, real quick? What what are some of your nitpicks? Yeah, I I'm curious too. Really got into that too much. I, I don't want to I don't want to bag on it too bad because it's no, like I know I, I know it what and I because I really do love this movie. I think I think it's a uh, a weirdly beautiful movie. Like beautiful is a, an odd adjective I, to I use. I fully agree with you. I know what you're saying though. But it's there are a few things in it that I that I, I feel I wish they had a bigger budget. Like there is a scene where um, I think his name is O'Dwyer, the the cowboy uh, digs out one of those bone harmonicas that they've yeah. got a, the troglodytes have embedded in their throat, and it's like it's pretty. It I mean it's like it's pretty bad at points because it's like the 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 dummy or whatever that he's digging it out of is like obviously kind of like you know it's like a prosthetic head right yeah and and it's kind of one of those where it's like damn it like the rest of this movie is shot so like yeah 
so well that I wish this was better that this that this was more like uh, convincing. But see, I don't know if like because it kind of almost gets in like at that point, it almost kind of gets in this like Peter Jackson kind of like realm um, where it's like, I don't know if this is intentional or if this is like a budget limitation. Because, I mean, that could have been framed differently and you wouldn't have seen like the, you know, like the doll, the doll eyes or whatever. I like what they tried to yeah. do with the eyes because I got like they were trying to, you know, he died with his eyes open and they're not going to mm-hmm. just shut magically. But right. it does. It has this weird uncanny valley look to sure. it. And they, they cut to when he's cutting that out, which is, a, I mean, it's grisly. And and I, maybe the reasoning is, well, people are going to be looking at this like hunk of bone and grizzle that this man is tearing out of another man's throat uh but maybe maybe it's because it was my second viewing that it was and also it's like it's one of those where it's like my human reaction to that is i don't want to see that let's focus on something else you know and 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 maybe my mind just kind of rested on it's like this is not real you know like i can like yeah i get what you're saying you focused on the eyes because you didn't want to watch him cutting it out right exactly and i wanted to focus on something that was that just reminded me that it was just a movie. You know what I mean? Sure. Sure. Took you out of it, which is not what you want to happen. Right. When you're trying to get into a movie. Ryan, what about you? What's your final thoughts, bud? Uh, or wait, was I'm sorry. Was there any more nitpicks, Dave? I mean, there are a few, but they're like, they're like, so, so super minor. Um, like that, that's the big one essentially was, was that where he's cutting out the, the bone harmonica. Okay. Ryan, what about you, buddy? Um, I so I don't have many nitpicks with this movie. Or, just final um, thoughts. I told I totally see what Dave's saying about the effects, but I don't know. In these sci-fi horror movies, it's, it never bugs me because in five, six years, it's all gonna look garbage anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, like I go back to the thing. I'm like, none of this doesn't look like a puppet, but goddamn, I still admire it, and it still <laughs> works on this and, weird and, level. Yeah, yeah, I'd say Bone Tomahawk. It's so practical, mm-hmm. so I can I can greatly appreciate that they went that route. Um, I I love the characters. I I adore the way they do the dialogue in this movie. It's it's fantastic. It, it's they they understand character arcs in this movie better than most fucking big Hollywood movies, and I think that's gonna be the shit that lasts throughout time. Sure. I'm, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm eating everything this movie puts down. Like it, mm-hmm. it's it's totally up my boat. I love it. I I don't have too many negative things to say, except I think some people will either be bored mm-hmm. by the long, long, long stretches without anything, or they'll be offended by the insane amounts Bye-bye. of work at the end. Yeah. So it is mm-hmm. kind of a harder movie to recommend to people for sure. But I I love it. I I love it. Uh- I agree with both of you, and I, I really agree with Dave saying that it is a weirdly beautiful film. A lot of this movie is beautiful. A, a lot of the things that they say, I think the the letter that uh, Homeboy writes to his wife that she calls poetry, oh yeah, it got me a little choked up when he was reading it too. And I love when mm-hmm. he's like, well, th- this ain't poetry. This ain't but poetry. I love that he goes and gets the letter before he's leaving. All those little nice touches. Uh, mm-hmm. If I was to nitpick anything, it's my number one nitpick in every movie. A little too long, like you know, they could have shaved maybe a little that. bit, but I get it's not gonna it's a bother Western. the movie. It has to exactly. be a little bit too long. Sure. <laughs> yeah, the length is something I was thinking about too because it's like it it is a long movie, like it's a little it's over about, two hours, mm-hmm. and it's one of those where it's like I when I got done watching it the second time, I really thought about like what could they cut from this movie, yeah. 
And it was really hard for me to come up with an answer. Like the only thing I could think of is like maybe the sex scene in the beginning. Yeah, it's a little weird. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of like it though because I I love that line he has where he's like, "All right, we got let me do this the right way." Yeah, and right. Has to get back on top. Which yeah, exactly. It's like it's like it's that's a good the, little character detail. It's a about, wonderful. Like, mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. I'm okay with. I wouldn't cut the sex scene. I no. think the sex scene so works. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you. It's like I wouldn't either. Like, but I guess my point yeah. is like I think it's like edited really well. Like, I mean. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. even in that scene, it's like you learn, I mean, at a very like, cause like the, oh, the, the cowboy is, is like the most religious of them. And it's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. him being like, do this the right way. It's like, you can take this two different ways. Yeah. It's like, it's you a could nice take it, thing. Yeah. It's like, you could take it as like, I'm the man I should be, I should be the one doing the work. Or you could take it like, well, this is, you know, the way God intended it. Yeah. Uh-huh. I also like when she's writing him and she's like, how's your leg? He's like, I'm not thinking about that right now. It's like, that's a totally relatable thing too. I've, I've said that. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, I think overall, man, this movie's fucking great. Dave, I'm glad that you watched it forever ago and mm-hmm. I'm glad that you came back on to watch it with us now. So, absolutely. I mean, I got nothing else to say, buddy, but I'm glad you're here. Dave, I would like to say thank you because I think originally we were supposed to watch that Christmas movie yeah it was a long time ago so i'm so glad we got to watch bone tomahawk instead yeah yeah bone bone tomahawk is such a good movie like kurt russell plays such a good uh lawman (laughs) like in the western i mean it's like he was and it's like i didn't know this until today but like his dad was the deputy on bonanza Oh, I didn't wow. know that either. Yeah, nope. Bing Bing Russell, and he was also in the Magnificent Seven. So it's like oh, fucking it's, a. It's yeah, in, it's like, mm. yeah, it's like yeah, it's in the bloodline essentially. So it's <laughs> it's it's very it's I don't know. There, there's something about it where it's like it's poetic. Dave, you know, again, I want to thank you for fucking coming on our show, man. Uh, I really appreciate it because you know you have your own show that you do. Would you please talk about that real quick on our way out, dude? I'm. I'm really glad that you uh, you all invited me. It, it's been a lot. It's seriously been a lot of fun. Um, anytime, and seriously, anytime you want me on, I'm I'm happy to. Um, I'm yeah. I'm half of a of Tadpog. It's Tyler and Dave play old games. We just we're playing through Super Nintendo games. You check it <laughs> check us out if you want. You're the best. Uh, I love you, buddy, and uh, we'll catch you in a little bit talking about some Native American shit again. Weirdly, I know. Oh, shit, we will. We got a theme. I know it's a weird week, but uh, perfect. <laughs> we're, we're gonna cut it off here because some of us gotta go use the bathroom. So at it's the end me, of it, I'm sorry. I'm Kyle. I'm Ray. And ah, oh, and that's Dave. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I cu- no, I'm sorry. I cut out. I heard bathroom. Oh, oh okay. Well, well, we'll cut it. We'll, we'll do it again. We're gonna go outro here. I'm Kyle. I'm Ray. I'm Dave. Hey. And we'll catch you next time, everybody. Later. Bye.